0: Welcome to Simply Happy Conversations. I'm Narelle King, wellness and organizational coach and Yin and Nidra Yoga instructor. This podcast will help you create more time using organizational strategies so that you can start to simplify your life and prioritize your health. I'll be sharing conversations with other health and organizational experts and solo episodes with tips to help you simplify your life and prioritize your health. Hi, and welcome to Simply Happy Conversations. I'm Narelle King, and in this Simply Happy Conversation, I'm talking with Fleur, the gentle voice, creative mind, and curious heart behind the app, Happy Habit. Fleur shares her journey from busy mum of three, juggling work, home, and a master's degree, to meditation teacher, and the creation of the app, Happy Habit. I started to listen to Fleur on the meditation app's Insight Timer. And last year, during restrictions, having a little bit more time, I decided to purchase her app and focus on the longer meditations. The app has meditations ranging from 5 minutes to 20 minutes, with 10 value pathways to select from, like feeling calmer, increasing your confidence, to developing flexibility and perspective. So if you'd like to learn more about how to be more flexible and mindful in your life, then continue listening to our conversation. This interview was recorded at the end of 2020 and is a video recording that you can also watch on YouTube. Let's jump into this Simply Happy guest conversation. So I am so lucky I have Fleur from the Happy Habit app and I'm so grateful that you've given up your time, especially during lockdown. And I'm sure you're juggling kids right now as well and remote learning. So thank you so much, Fleur, for joining me today for this thank interview. For you. thanks for oh, that. No, it's my pleasure. It's I um, my journey of meditation probably started about three years ago when I started using Insight Timer, and um, you were one of my favourite. Uh, teachers that i'd saved and i would listen to i definitely am attracted to more to an australian voice um and then it was just your nature of questioning that you add into your meditations and definitely the short shorter ones whereas this year during the lockdown it was like i need something a little bit longer and that was sort of one of my things. I have more time, so I can actually allow that time to do a longer meditation. So I then decided to buy your app and and fell in love with it. I absolutely love all of the different um, happiness um, pathways that you, you tune into, and, um, yeah, and I'm hoping that there's more people out there who will fall in love with it as well and uh, happy to try. I think the challenge is beautiful and a great way for people to start and you've really obviously thought that out how to not make it so overwhelming and and provide that access to everyone so it's meeting lots of different people's needs so maybe share with us something about you that um that we maybe don't know or or that you do you know with your family on the weekends maybe it's a little bit different than what it has been in the past but yeah we'd love to know something something about you I'm
1: just really enjoying the bike rides at the moment. Um, And I even like riding my kids' bikes. So when I ride a small bike and I sort of stand up on it so my bum's not on the seat, I just like, it just makes me feel like I'm 12 in the 1980s. (laughs) (laughs) So it fills me with this sense of joy. For me, like bike riding um, around the streets, it just feels joyful and I really really like it so on Father's Day we went for a bike ride and my three boys and my son were all up ahead and it was just this moment where you know when your life is just captured in a frame and it's like there it is everybody with their sort of no one had matching socks on there was some random clothes (laughs) there might have even been some pajamas but it was just sort of perfectly imperfect the four people in my life just up ahead and me behind, and it was like the moment.
0: Yeah, uh, you, you've captured that beautifully because I feel like the same. We're bike riding, and we went on Sunday. And I don't know about about you, but I tend to be the one at the back. But I think, like you've just hit the nail on the head. I think it's because I just love to see them all in front of me, and you get that view of your family enjoying themselves, and um, they're just there all together have you have you found in your local area that there's been more people bike riding as well yes
1: yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. absolutely <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's that one activity i suppose
0: that especially in melbourne that you can do right now isn't it
1: and i've been seeing sort of older couples like 70 year olds um, going out and i'm thinking to myself i think this is the first time you've been on a bike in a long while <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, even I, I, you know, I don't know about Melbourne, but I know here um, one of the girls I, I've been taking for a ride on a weekend, She was um, her mum was like, I can't even get a bike to be able to take her because they're, they're just on a wait list for a bike at the moment, a bit like a puppy. It's a bike and a puppy is uh, the two, two things that um, everyone wants at the moment.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: What about your morning routine? How does that look? And even now, it might be a little different than what it has been in the past.
1: This morning, I had one of those just perfect mornings. It's not always like this, but I woke early, maybe at 5.30. And instead of um, trying to go back to sleep or wondering why I'd woken up so early being disappointed, I listened to a longer meditation, so a beautiful heart meditation And then I hopped up and I had a cup of coffee and then I did some exercise and then I had a walk with one of my kids. So I've just ticked all the boxes, but it doesn't always look like that. And I think I'm not strict and I don't have high expectations on what meditation or self-care or a routine looks like. I think if we have these really high expectations that We need to meditate for 30 minutes it needs to be uninterrupted we need to exercise and get through the whole video we'll just never do it so lower your expectations be open to being interrupted be open to being flexible and that's okay so if i i might decide i want to go for a run in the morning and one of my kids might decide they want to come for the bike ride so that run will look very different because I've got a child on a bike, they'll be stopping, they'll be tying shoelaces, they'll be chatting. So you just need to be flexible. Same with meditation. I'll start to meditate and if I'm interrupted, that's okay. You just weave that in. So it's about being flexible and knowing that there are probably gifts even in the interruptions. I feel like when we have these very rigid sort of constrained ideas of what self-care or me time looks like one we don't start or two we end up disappointed so let go of the expectations and just open to whatever it looks like on that day.
0: Oh, that's just perfect. And I think I heard you talk. It was a podcast earlier this year, and that was one of the things that I think resonated with me. I was like, that's probably why I'm so attracted to her meditations because right now I've got a child here who's decided to sit with me and do the meditation. Funny. So my children have actually fallen in love with your voice as well. So... Uh, last the full moon last week I did a um, full moon healing and they came in at the end and it's funny they both really tuned into the energy of the room and we're like oh it feels so nice in here mum I'm doing this next month with you and then my son was like can we please listen to Fleur that lovely voice and I was like oh sure I'll put on one of hers so they both lied on the bed and we're like can we stay here I like, "No, you can go back to your own beds in a minute but you can listen to Fleur so yeah it's Exactly, that full moon meditation. I would have loved to just go on and maybe do a yin yoga sequence after, but you just have to go with the flow. And it was such a beautiful moment to have your kids. So I think that's great advice that you gave about expectations, lowering our expectations and and going with the flow a little bit. And I suppose it's more so than ever, isn't it? This year has been that gift to us to allow us to maybe embrace that a little bit more.
1: And it's a beautiful metaphor that you can then use in life, isn't it? Because with small children, you can plan Mm. out the whole day, but invariably, you know, mistakes are made, children are in moods, food isn't eaten, you know, buses are missed, all of this stuff. And so if you can be flexible in your self-care practice, Mm. then you're strengthening those flexibility muscles and then you can be flexible in life. So you can bounce back. It's all about bouncing back that's the thing and so this is one of the reasons why I like as well the 10 pathways that I've developed around happiness so you're Mm. talking about you will have started that full moon meditation with it having an intention of sort of what pathway you wanted to grow and then the kids come in and you're like okay well that happiness pathway that moment's gone but there's another moment that's presented itself so it's a moment of connection with the kids it's a moment of noticing the energy in the room so how can you shift but still be present and know that presence in itself is the gift mm-hmm. and so the other thing that you talked about was this idea of the values that I talk about which are around compassion and curiosity so Even if you're in that meditation and the kids came in and you noticed it actually really making you feel grumpy, well, you just be curious Mm. about that feeling of grumpiness and you're like, oh, where does the grumpiness sit in my body? How does it feel? What does it do to my breath? And then even though it's grumpy, it's still a moment Mm. of presence and a moment of awareness and a moment of seeing yourself exactly as you are. So it doesn't even have to be lovely things that you can be curious about you can be curious about why you're in a bad mood today
0: oh definitely I definitely that's for me the gift of yin yoga has allowed me to do that because I would have used my um ability to get things organized and do things to move through that emotion whereas yeah over the past sort of three years just working on that to actually sit with that emotion and why is it there and be curious about it um, whereas, you know, in the past, I think it's just, you know, the way I'd been brought up and the values I had and also just um, those stories that you had um, from growing up and it's, it's re, re, um, rewiring those stories, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and knowing that it's safe to rewire mm. stories. So te- like little small tests, can I be grumpy and still be loved? Mm. Can I not get everything done and still be safe? So we tell ourselves these stories of I have to get everything done or else I'm a bad mum. I have to give my kids three vegetables or else I'm a bad mum. So can you explore two vegetables, one vegetable, eggs on toast and know that your family isn't going to fall apart? Everyone's still going to love you. So you just, um, to break the stories, you just chip away at them just mm. you know it's okay if i disappoint my kids they'll still love me tomorrow
0: mm. sort oh, of- definitely one of the things that um like with my son and his diagnosis is really tuning into the times when maybe you've lost patience um in this situation and and to me it's like been a gift to be able to tune into those moments and and show compassion towards myself when um, things haven't gone to plan, they don't go to plan generally daily. So, um, yeah, it's been a, it's been an amazing gift to have that, have that opportunity to be able to look back at yourself and and show compassion towards yourself. So, with your business though, so tell us how you got into meditation and 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 where you are now.
1: So I. Had a busy job, was doing my masters, um, had three kids in three years. I was the typical sort of what's next got to do everything perfectly successful woman and so I had three kids under three and everyone was just telling me I was amazing oh my god you've lost all the weight I can't believe you can jog with three kids in a pram (laughs) um your house is tidy you just look amazing and I was sort of like high on all of this but I was also my nervous system was just absolutely beaten up. So I was always one step ahead. I had the nappy bag planned. I had enough food in the fridge for a year. um, And I really noticed that some weird and wonderful things started to happen as a consequence of always being one step ahead. One is that fear just went off the radar, like pool fences weren't high enough. The traffic lights didn't go for long enough. This real heightened sense of fear around my kids' safety Second thing that happened was my empathy was just off the chart. So people would tell me a story and about their lives and I would just take it on as if it was my own, like I could feel it on my body. And then the third thing that was happening was I felt lonely even though I was actually never alone. So I would do things like pay a babysitter so I could go out and I'd feel lonely and I'd feel like, I should be with my kids, but I didn't want to be with my kids. So there was this, it was very murky. Um, And so I turned to meditation then. um, And actually, I started with small mindful moments, which is why I'm so committed to small opportunities for people now. So I engaged my senses. So if I heard my kids laugh, I just let that moment land for a bit longer, like hear them laugh, allow that to sit on your body, allow it to soften your shoulders. If I ate, I ate mindfully. If I heard a bird, I would stop and actually listen to the bird. So the more I got out of my head and into my body, the calmer I felt and then the doors just open to love, gratitude, compassion, because the irony of being in that one step ahead, gotta be an awesome mum all the time, mm-hmm. is you miss out on the good bits. So yeah. your kids are like having this awesome moment in the sandpit asking you to play with them, and you're like, just gotta wipe the bench. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> Who says you have to wipe the bench? You, you've made that all up yourself. <laughs> so so it was small moments that over time relaxed my nervous system and then expanded my awareness. And then I learned around about this science of happiness. So I realised that happiness isn't something that you're either just born with or that is determined by what's going on in your external world. It's actually a set of inner resources that you can grow. And so that was what I really became fascinated in and how you can have small moments of happiness each day and over time they actually change the fabric of who you are. So then I started I did my meditation teacher training and I started with four-week mindfulness courses for mums and if I'm very honest I think I probably gave too much didn't have super clear boundaries and, again, wanted people to like me. I wanted to be really good at it. And surprise, surprise, I got burnt out. So So I have a chronic pain condition, which I'm sure is partly triggered by these sort of tendencies of perfectionism and people-pleasing and feeling like I just need to do that next thing before I accept myself. So I've had to really take a step back and get very curious about how I can heal myself and interact with the world in a way that feels okay for me and okay for everyone else. So I developed a meditation app um, because I felt like that was a really beautiful way of me sharing my gifts but I could regulate the interaction I had with other people Um, and it allows me to be creative, which I I really, really like. So I am a work in progress. Um, The more layers you peel back, the more layers there are to peel back. So still working on self-compassion, still working on acceptance, still working on gratitude, all of those things, but they just get deeper and deeper. And I guess the more you practice the faster you realise you've lost your way. So I'll still lose my way once a day, but I just come back to who I am at my centre much, much quicker and with much, much more grace.
0: Mm, that's beautiful, the grace, isn't it, to, yeah, come back. Thank you so much for for sharing, sharing your story and sharing even about the pain as well that, that's led you and to help you tune into your body. So do you have like with your own meditation practice do you find that it's like just moments throughout the day or would you say it is sort of a do you try to do it morning and night a couple of times throughout the day
1: um I have a habit of choosing really weird times like witching hour I I use meditation tool to hide from my family (laughs) oh good I'm not the only one (laughs) So, like when the dishes need to be done and the kids are getting horrible, I'm like, oh, time to meditate. <laughs> no, so I do think starting the day with some form of presence and intention is lovely, even if it's just standing up and five deep breaths and just starting the day. Mm-hmm. And um, even at the end of the day, five deep breaths, what would I like to let go? Yeah. But I do, I do have a formal meditation practice. But what I learned in my meditation teacher training, which I've always carried with me, is five mindful moments of 20 seconds each throughout your day is as good as a 20-minute meditation. So there's no excuses, ladies, absolutely none, because you've got time to take four deep breaths. Yeah. Kids are fighting, unpacking the dishwasher, walking from the car to kindy, in the supermarket queue, five deep breaths and intentionally soften or scan your body. Soften above the eyes. soften the jaw, soften here. And five of those moments is enough to rewire your nervous system. The other thing is that people do in those small moments is they fill it with social media, which does the opposite thing. So if, you, if you've never meditated before and you've got stories that you can't quieten your mind, you're not a meditating type, your kids are too young, whatever, swap five lots of scrolling through social media for five lots of deep breaths.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. That's such a great tip. I, I just did a blog myself about um, language and our language around the "I'm not a morning person" or "I'm not a meditation person," it's, and it's that personalization that you know, that identity, and it's like just being a little bit more curious and then changing our language around it which actually helps us to then be open to those small moments so that's really beautiful I love the um, five the mindful moments throughout the day Um, I'm just I'm huge about the breath like you know you go to your fridge or you turn the kettle on and doing your breaths just then and build that habit as well as then because then you're more likely to do it when the kids are going crazy to go into the pantry and just take those 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 breaths and it's it's such a powerful way to just um, regulate our nervous system, isn't it, and, and help with that healing process, especially if we have been living in the, uh, the stress mode. Our body's, you know, it's always in stress mode and our body's getting so used to that, that way of living, isn't it? And it's just a great way to actually bring it back and, and switch the parasympathetic nervous system back on and allowing our body to um, calm back down. And, and be able to then think properly. And it's great, I, I, my, my son, you know, he loves to parrot what his psychologists might tell him and he's always like to everyone in the family, I think you just need five deep breaths because you know that your prefrontal cortex cannot work properly while you're in this state. Did you know that? <laughs> Thanks mate. So yes, um, he's a great reminder in our house of always, always bringing the mindfulness and the breath back into our lives. So, with that, do you have a tip then around around wellbeing and health as well for for that could help mums even around the breathing or or something else?
1: I think a real game changer around self compassion is to think: Is this the role modelling you want to be teaching your kids? So if you're denying yourself a delicious piece of food, if you're not sitting down and having a proper meal, um, if you're feeding the kids without feeding yourself, if you're over apologising, if you're not resting when you're really tired, um, is that really the message you want to be giving your kids? Um, So if you can't take care of yourself because you think you're worth it, do it. So you model it to your children because you would hate to think that you are somehow having an impact on how your children will interact
0: with themselves when they're older. Mm, that's so powerful. Such a, yeah, beautiful tip, isn't it? And, and it, it's that our, our generation, you know, that we're, we're only becoming aware of these, um, with the science behind, behind this now, showing us the, the patterns of behaviour that are passed on from generations, and, and now we have that knowledge. Um, it's like let's, let's start to use that and, and set those role model behaviours that we want for our children rather than putting ourselves um, second, which definitely was something I know that my mum did and, you know, her mum did, and it was a generational thing. And now that we've got that knowledge, it would, I'd, I'd love to go back and be able to impart that with them and and see, see, see maybe the difference that they um, would have on the world with, with this knowledge, for themselves even, just to, to have that beautiful um, time for themselves, which, I'd, yeah, they never did.
1: And the other thing would be just around personal growth and personal development. It's not you don't do it because you're broken or there's something wrong with you you do it because that's a beautiful gift of life to be able to understand yourself more fully so there's no shame in in learning something new or trying to improve yourself or getting curious and you also you never get to the bottom of it it's not like a race that you'll ever get to the finish line and go yep nailed that relationship with myself (laughs) nothing more to learn about myself (laughs) so if if you can be around people that are normalizing it you know that you can have a chat to a friend and go god I really blew it with my husband the other day I was really judgy and blaming I'm not quite sure what that was about or gosh, my mum's really triggering me when she mentioned this thing about my body, I felt like she was calling me fat or, you know, whatever mm. it is. If you can sort of just be curious and normalise this, this idea of getting to know yourself because you're not broken if you're trying mm. to improve and you're certainly not a failure by needing to take care of
0: yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. So tell us about then the Happy Habit app and, and a bit more about just the, um, the challenges as well because I think that's a great, great way for people to start.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So <clears throat> as I said, my, I started my business working with mums but my, um, my audience is actually very, very broad. But what I did realise was there's a group of people out there in the community that desperately want to give meditation a try, that want to receive the benefits of meditation, but they don't believe that they'll stick to it. They don't think they can calm down their mind. They don't want to sit in meditation for 20 minutes. So I developed these challenges, which are five minutes, less than five-minute meditations that get delivered to you each day at your preferred time, and you have 24 hours to listen to them. So you just set yourself up on the app. There's a happiness one, which is 10 days and it's free. You choose your time and then tomorrow you'll get that meditation. You've got 24 hours to listen to it. And then the next one just rolls on. So it's giving people a win. You know, mm. I want people to go, I want them having a walk with their friends going, can you believe I meditated for 10, for 10 days? If I can do it, you can do it. Like this is the conversation I want people to be having. And five minutes is enough. Let's lower our expectations. Let's challenge our beliefs about what meditation is or isn't and let's just give five minutes a go because the cold, hard truth is if you can't find five minutes, you know, you need to take a long, hard look at yourself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. And, yeah, we can all find five minutes, can't we? And and it's, the thing is it's, it's the benefit it has and there's so much science behind it now Um look at schools. schools are implementing it every day. so if our children are doing it, why, why aren't the rest of us doing it? Just because we haven't had that you know uh, you know education ourselves, it's like something that we need to take on um, and need to be doing. but like look at the it's the eastern culture. Uh, Western cultures have been doing it for years, so it's like, Look at their foundation is based on these spiritual um, and time, isn't it quiet time of mindful moments in their in their mornings generally they are um, all throughout the day. So yeah, you're definitely right and I think so I've actually convinced my daughter, I think a few weeks ago, to try because she was very much, oh, I'm not a meditation person. I was like, why don't you just try this one? And and she's done it and she was really proud of herself to do the 10 days and then she was like, I think I'm going to try the 30-day and because it's connected to my phone through to the iPad. So she takes the iPad and does it. So, yeah, it's been lovely to see her who's like so the opposite of me and I'm never going to do that sort of stuff, <laughs> have a go at it.
1: And um, I think as well, there needs to be an acknowledgement that it's not all about relaxation. It's not Mm. all about zen. So if you're a busy mum, you like a tidy house and someone asks you to just have a cup of tea mindfully, noticing Mm. the feel, you need to acknowledge that you're going to feel a bit guilty. You're going to feel a bit uncomfortable. You're going to feel a bit like, geez, I really could be wiping down the bench as well. And that's okay. Your five minutes of mindfulness, your five minutes of meditation, it's not about reaching this point of Zen or relaxation. Mm. It's just about being where you are with yourself without trying to change it. Most of our day, we're like, oh, I wish I'd done that better. Mm. If only they'd said that. I can't believe they did that. Most of the day, we're resisting in some way shape or form ourselves or others or the world and so these mindful moments are just an opportunity to give up the fight of needing to wipe down the bench as well as have the cup of tea but when we give up the fight it can bring up a whole lot of stuff a whole lot of stuff that's been buried So that's why you need to just be open to it all, because if you go in with this really rigid idea that meditation equals relaxation, you might be disappointed.
0: (laughs) Well, and that's probably why I'd say a lot of people, you know, the more people I talk about it, the reason why they tried it and didn't like it is because it brought up those negative not negative but just those feelings that they're not used to and have pushed away and pushed aside and I definitely know that when I do my yin yoga that is one of the feedback and even the nidra it it brings up that negative that those those feelings that they term negative because that's what they've been brought up whereas and they're uncomfortable instead of just sitting with them and maybe being curious as to why, why they're there and um and working through them and finding out why and what 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 they need to do or what they want to do in, in response to those. So it'd be great for you to share, Flo. How can people find out about the app and your social media?
1: Okay. So my app is called The Happy Habit, and you can download that on the Apple Store or on Google Play. And on Instagram, I'm the Happy Habit App. And there's always lovely little insight, share some personal stories, some tips and tricks about how to grow happy from the inside out. You can download the app for free. And as I said, that um, 10 day happiness challenge is free. There's a whole lot of other cool free stuff on there. And then if you wanted to access all of the um, meditations and journaling and everything, I think it's $4 a month or $49 a year.
0: Yeah, that's, which is nothing really. It's, it's, it's yeah, so affordable. Um, I think also you do some beautiful Instagram stories, which I've enjoyed, just those short moments and those reminders. And just at the end of your um, meditations every day, the, um, where attention, attention is, energy flows. And just that setting the atten- intention at the end um, has been really powerful for me each day. So yeah, I'm really grateful and thank thank you for both the app as well as um, today sharing some tips and um, your story. Well,
1: thank you for having me, Nuriel. You're doing beautiful work out in the community, and um, what a treat for you to be offering all of the things you do to the women out there. So
0: congratulations on all the work you do. Oh, thank you, Flo. Thank you so much for joining me for today's Simply Happy Conversation. If you enjoyed this episode, then I'd really appreciate it if you could leave a review. This helps others find it who are also looking for tips and organizational strategies to simplify their life and prioritize their health. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe so that you won't miss future episodes. You can also connect with me over at simplyhappy.com.au.